touch on something I often touch on and not spend a lot of time on it, but again, the stock market is very important to many people. It's important to me and it's important to my clients. Yeah. And they've reached another all-time high very recently. And I was doing some research. I kind of knew this, but you want to, before you come on and speak They must things. have mentioned it at the Democratic National Convention last, <laughs> last night. Uh, the, is that where you got your information? Yeah, that's where I got my information, Great, because DNC. I, know, I know that they were being fair to the president uh, and saying that Donald Trump is bad. However, uh, that the stock market uh, is performing well under his tutelage. That, that's, that's is that where you got it? That's not where I got it. That's also on my list of things. But I kind of knew it. The, the recovery that we've had is the fastest of all time. It usually takes about a couple of years for the stock market to recover. And it's actually recovered in you know basically just a couple of months. And um, I looked at some research. There was a couple of um, analysts out there who predicted it. But I, I just think it's phenomenal. And then uh, this has gotten a lot of coverage, probably as much coverage as it deserves. I want to touch briefly upon this is that Apple, in two years, and we talked about this two years ago, went from a market cap or the worth of the company from $1 trillion to $2 trillion in one, you know, basically two years. And that's just unbelievable. And then they lost it at the end of the day. Yesterday, it's worth like $1.99 you know, trillion. We don't know where it's all going to go. It's indicating today that it's going to go over $2 trillion, and nobody really knows the future. But just phenomenal uh, wealth created uh, by Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. And I sent you some information. And I wanted to talk about this, and hopefully you can hear some liberals. But <laughs> when, when do you make... Oh, when do you pay somebody $134 million and it's a bargain? Mm -hmm. uh, that's what Tim Cook made last year as CEO of Apple. Only $3 million of it was salary. $7.5 million was uh, incentive bonuses that the board uh, gave him. And then the rest of it was stock value increases that he earned. So... He has done, and we've talked about this before, he has done a phenomenal job, one of the best CEOs in the world, one of the best CEOs in history, but balancing the customers, his employees and the shareholders, and he's created a lot of value. Um, anecdotally, uh, Tim Cook is openly gay. Nobody cares. So when we talk about, you know, injustice and prejudice and things like that, all the people care about He's done a fantastic job as CEO, and he's actually led a company that has created $1 trillion of wealth in two years. And it's just incredible. And we'll see where it all goes. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it unless people want to call in and talk about it. Because it did receive a lot of press yesterday. Well, when you mention $1 trillion, it's a figure I'm so, I hear so, uh, shall we say, in infrequently. I don't know how much... A trillion dollars is, but I know it's a lot of money. It's a, it's a lot of money, and it's it's not worth as much as two trillion, though. <laughs> yeah, that I understand. Hey, that's a topic uh, that you may want to comment on, or or you may want to uh, comment on on the speeches that have been made at the uh, Democratic uh, convention. Actually, it's Democrat convention. Uh, they're Democrats. Uh, some of them are Democratic in their philosophy. Some of them are not, but. The Democrats. Anyway, you may want to comment on that topic. Another topic. Well, you you brought that up, so we can kind of circle back to that, and I think this will elicit some calls. But it was interesting watching them tear down Trump, watching people throw away norms of past presidents, you know, criticizing prior presidents, and I think about George Bush, who never 
ever criticized publicly uh, Obama. Not once did he do that. And there's only a handful of living presidents. And all the social norms and all the regular things that happen are kind of going by the wayside. And I was looking last night, and this I find very bemusing. But President Obama, whose best case scenario, his legacy is going to be completely tarnished when this stuff comes out about, about the FISA courts and spying on the Trump campaign. It looks like the evidence is, is pretty strong. Worst case scenario, he could get in real trouble, which I'm not sure I want to go there. But he actually created Donald Trump. In the 2011 White House Correspondents' Dinner, the president, uh, who's incredibly funny, very articulate, delivers a line. I'm sure he practiced it. But in front of hundreds of people and many people watching on TV, he tore apart Donald Trump in about 90 seconds. And he basically made fun of him and the decisions that he'd have to make as being part of The Apprentice and really diminished him. And Trump was embarrassed. And he says, Trump says himself, he went home and told his wife, I'm going to run for president of the United States. <laughs> so... If, if, if this turns out, sometimes we're our own worst enemies. If this turns out where Obama's legacy, and he's a young man, he's in his 50s, and uh, you know, hopefully lives a long life, and he'll be an ex-president for many, many years. So, he actually created this, this monster. So that political jabbing at, um, at the dinner inspired Donald to uh, jump into the race, huh? Yes. It was, and again, uh, whether you like President Obama or not, he, he can really deliver a line. And he sh I'm sure he practiced. He had his teleprompter and he skewered Trump. And Trump said, OK, you know, people have been talking about the president running for president since maybe 1987. And he kept saying, no, nah, I just want to be a business person. I want to be a business person. And then that night, according to Trump himself, that turned the tide and changed the course of American history by getting Trump to take this very seriously. Obviously, 2011 was way too late for him to get into the 2012 campaign. But 2016, here he is, our president. What do you think? You have a comment? We're going to let you uh, give us a call if you want. Uh, Jeff is uh, in the other room, ready to take your call. 766-1380-769-0600. Those are our numbers on the Upfront program. The Roast House is open seven days a week, and our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining, and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check our menu on the Internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House. Palm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. All right, and the roast house is open. Not now. Uh, there's somebody there. They're doing uh, preparation. But they'll be open at 1130 for lunch, whether you want to uh, dine outside or inside. You know, today is a great day for outside dining. I don't know how it's going to be toward the uh, toward the weekend because it's going to get a little bit warmer and, well, maybe uh, you won't care for it as much. But anyway, outside or inside dining available at the Roast House in Blackstone, Massachusetts. I've been pushing the mussels this week. You can get... Um, you can get steamed mussels three different ways, including uh, Portuguese style or 
regular or Fra Diablo with a very, very spicy sauce, but very delicious. And a great range of sandwiches and, and other seafood things, too. We are the Roast House Restaurant, and we're in Blackstone, Massachusetts, and would love to see you at the Roast House today. We'll take a call in a moment. Are you thinking about opening a business or expanding your existing business? Do you need a building to rent or purchase? Call one of the best commercial realtors around who has helped over 30 businesses start up or grow in our community. Contact Garrett Mansuri at Gateway Realty, who can help you find that place that works for you. His phone number is 401-651-1519. And start your search today. There's plenty of office retail manufacturing, industrial, or vacant land properties out there on the market. And Garrett Mansuri can find it for you. His phone number again is 401-651-1519. So give him a call today. If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. We're licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334-6060, Dion's Plumbing Systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. Thank you for uh, being part of our radio audience today. Um, on uh, programming, we want to announce uh, a couple of things Um we are doing our series of uh, council member, uh, council candidates, and we started that Tuesday with Jeff, as Jeff had Alex Kithis and uh, other candidates uh, who are running for office, and we'll resume that programming on Wednesday, and we'll have another council candidate uh, joining us, and we want to thank uh, Lorraine for, uh, Lorraine works here at WNRI, and she will be coordinating the appearance of those guests every Wednesday as we make our way up to Election Day in November. Another thing we want to announce, too, is that um, starting next Tuesday, we're going to have uh, Chris Boulay join us twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday, and uh, the reason being is that um, we have two uh, areas uh, that we would like to cover, finance and politics, and uh, and sometimes we have to intertwine them on Thursday, and we're going to kind of uh, separate them a, a little bit uh, so that uh, the program has a little more continuity. So starting next Tuesday, we'll have what we call um, the upfront program and the focus on finance. That doesn't mean we're not going to talk about politics. And on Thursday, that will be our political day, which means we know necessarily not talk about finance but uh, uh, we do have a focus on uh, these two days now finance on tuesdays and politics on thursdays thank you chris for agreeing to uh, join us each uh, tuesday through um, the summer and the rest of the political season and uh, for any any day for that matter well i I appreciate the offer of mileage since it takes me about 30 seconds to get here but also um, to announce uh, tuesday's show 
um, next Tuesday, the first one, it's going to be a little bit of neither, is uh, Mr. Jack Ryan is going to be joining us. Uh, Jack is an expert on the use of police force, whether it's excessive or not, and obviously that's a great topic with uh, Floyd and uh, what's going on around the country. And this gentleman is an expert. He travels around the country and gives expert testimony based on his you know, years of experience. Has somebody... As somebody has a police officer across the line using police force, and uh, his testimony is extremely important on both sides. So he'll come in here, talk about what he does, and we'll talk about specific instances. And we're also going to talk a little bit about Floyd himself and what happened. Obviously, there's new information about him, well, more emphasized information was out there about being on drugs and what have you. So my uh, novice uh, amateur reaction is there was no justification for what happened, but we're going to talk to the expert, and I think it's a show you want to listen in. If you're following all this, I think we'll all learn a lot. Coming up on Tuesday, let's grab some phone calls here on the Upfront program. Hi, thank you for calling, and good morning to you. Hi, how you doing? Good morning. Doing great. Good morning. I um, sent you a link to a video. There's this young lady who takes you through a walk through what Detroit really looks like. It's gone viral, and I hoping you post it up there and watch it yourselves and comment on it. Um, Tim Kalick. Huh? Tim Kalick. It, 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 is, it is the uh, political advertisement of the year, if I far. I sent you a copy of it in case you didn't already have it. You know? But I'll, I'll tell you something. Some of those um, urban areas, I mean, we don't have a bunch of killings and wars in our city yet. But some of the urban blight looks pretty familiar to some back streets of Woonsocket. I noticed. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, you know, I, I, I looked her up, and it, it, it made the rounds. It's a fantastic um, uh, three minutes. I don't know if you saw it, Raj. Yes, I did. Yeah, and um, un- unfortunately, she got she's up against it because she got trounced when Elijah Cumming passed away. They had a special election, and she got trounced by the Democrat. I think it was like seventy three to twenty seven percent. So. Because she doesn't have a D in front of her name, she's probably uh, up against it. But, boy, she really put her best foot forward. That thing has been watched millions and millions of times. She's very attractive, very articulate, hits the point. She is the worst nightmare of, of uh, progressives in, in running uh, cities into the ground like Baltimore. Now, I'd like to say another thing, too. I don't push my politics at home because it's harder for me to get an apartment than another job. But right now I have five job offers that I could go to. And um, there was something on one of your other stations about not bringing politics to work. You know, I got a bunch of lefty liberals at work, and I express my politics to them quite often. And I'm going to tell you something. A paycheck isn't good enough. If If my boss and my company that I work for isn't supporting a free America, I'll bring my work somewhere else. Then what good is a paycheck if I don't have a free country to spend it in? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I work for a brokerage firm, and uh, the vast majority of the people in my firm, I think, would agree with me in terms of my conservative viewpoints. What when I I come across mostly wealthy liberals when I play golf at TPC Boston. There's a lot of people there who tend to be very liberal, and um, what seems to disarm them and we can start having an intelligent conversation, is that I don't agree with everything the president does. As a matter of fact, you raise an interesting point. The president tweeted out yesterday about Goodyear not allowing MAGA hats. 
and he just jumped on that. Goodyear goes back 1898. It's one of the few uh, American tire makers left. Firestone was bought out by Bridgestone years ago. So he, he shouldn't have done that. So I think when I let people know that, hey, I'm a capitalist, as we, we just mentioned, um, Tim Cook is a billionaire, and God bless him. Look at all the money he's created. But when I let them know, I don't agree with all the stuff that he says, and I think it disarms them. We have intelligent conversations, but I agree. I don't have that issue because, tend to speaking, of the 6,000 of us around you know, UBS, I think a lot of people tend to be more fiscally conservative. That's kind of your job. Well, I, I have a point that I, if, if my boss ever does ask me about it, I've already decided to ask him. Is this company here to win, or are we here to manage the decline? Because if we're managing the decline, I'll go elsewhere. I need to be up in Louisville. I can't work for a company that's only just trying to survive and get by. If you're not trying to succeed, I don't want to work for you. But can I, can I ask you a question? Is, is, is the yeah. company that you're considering, is it a relatively small company, i.e. under 50 people? Well, the company that I'm working at right now has was 200. We're down to 100 now. Um, they're hiring some new people. They definitely had a big layoff. Um, and the companies I'm looking at, some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. I know a friend of mine's working for a company where they do wear their MAGA hats into the company, and it's not a problem. And I, I've actually been thinking about doing, going some stuff there. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a fairly accomplished electronics technician, and one of the companies is in robotics. The only thing I'm holding out for is, and here's one thing I want to make a point. My friend does the same thing. I have a medical insurance policy now. If I'm going to come into your company as a firm, I expect my medical to be picked up from day one. None of this 90-day lag. If I got insurance, I should be able to get insurance. Like car insurance. If you've got current car insurance and you go up to another company to get car insurance, there's no penalty because you're currently insured. Well, if I go to another company for another job and I'm currently insured and I'm going to come there as a firm, I'm not going to wait 90 days to get insurance. They either give me insurance right up front or they can find someone else to do their right. job. Right. Uh, no, no offense, but you just made the Democratic liberal argument uh, in Medicare for all. Is that what I just heard? No, it's not. Private insurance. Your company, if you want me to come to work for you, you're going to have to offer me insurance the day I come on board, and it can be done. I've had other companies do it for me. That's a private function that the private company can do with another private insurance. And what I'm doing here by talking to you is I'm advertising the fact that I'm marking the fact that openly I'm insisting you'll start me on, on medical coverage the day I come in with a private company privately, not through anything through the government. As a matter of fact, I was in the Air Force for six years. I have had government health care. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want it. For one thing, how long do you think, you, you say though there's private doctors, you're going to have the government paying private doctors to do medical ser ser services for you. How long do you think it's going to take before you can't sue those private doctors? How long do you think it's going to take before those private doctors relax to the same level as the ones on, uh, as the government doctors? I'll tell you what. When Obamacare came in, the first thing my insurance company did is it put all my deductibles up to the same level as Obamacare. They matched Obamacare, and basically, I lost most of my benefits. Yeah, any um, we're out of time, yeah, guys. Any any um, any wealthy uh, foreigner has got major surgeries coming to the United States. We always appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. The, the, the point I was making regarding a small uh, it's a small company, the closer you are to the owner who has to make payroll, the more likely you are to agree with them on capitalism.
The thing that stuck with me uh, in our last phone call was um, something I was asking myself. So if you have some strong political um, opinions, I know now, um, I'm not quite sure this uh, relates to your company, but I know now that there are companies that don't tolerate certain political views. Now, they're in business. That's what I don't get. Um, they're in business uh, to, um, to, to make a profit. I mean, why do you start a business uh, to uh, try to get more out of it than you put into it? And so I'm, I'm looking around here at the radio station, and we have uh, a divergence of political views. We're not crazy about everybody around here, but everybody who has a view, we respect it. But to think of a company that would um, would um, hold you back or even dismiss you because of your political views, uh, I find that um, distressing. But I guess that is happening in America right now. No, there's, there's no question about it. There's, again, uh, as uh, President Nixon said, the silent majority, there's many people who feel strongly that, you know, the president's got weaknesses like we all do, but they support mm-hmm. the policies and they're afraid to say it. And... Um, they're they're intimidated by it, but come the voting booths, I think it's going to be another surprise. You know, you you got uh, Harris out there talking about getting rid of fracking. Well, there's thousands of jobs in Ohio and Pennsylvania that depend on that. And I think people, if you really sit back, and it's again, we talk about this every week. We want to keep an open mind, but I've never seen such a stock contrast of where the country is going to go between the Democrats and Republicans. This is not Jack Kennedy's uh, Democratic Party anymore. This is the Upfront Program. Hello. How are you doing today? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Good morning. Chris, how are you? I'm doing, um, on a scale of 9 to 10 or 1 to 10, I'm doing about 11. You're the man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that uh, fracking, do away with fracking, you were just saying. Uh, we could be paying up to uh, nine to ten dollars a gallon for gasoline, so uh, that uh, that would be a byproduct of the doing away with fracking. Uh, Chris, the reason I called on August the 14th, the Federal Reserve Bank put out a statement that they are working on a digital currency in conjunction with MIT. I just want to get your thoughts on that, Chris. What is a digital currency before we begin uh, to define Well, that's terms. what I was going to ask Chris. Oh, okay. Well, Chris, what's a digital currency? Well, a digital currency is, is basically a, a currency that's, that's you, know, you know, computer currency. But uh, we, I don't know. We've kind of pretty much already have that. We can make money. We can wire transfer a billion dollars from one place to the other and, and transfer it. So I know all of these... Um, Cryptocurrencies don't have a country behind it, so my company won't allow people to invest in it. And we we think it's it's garbage. So I'm not I'm not really warm up on on this stuff, and I think the system we have now is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think the reason they're working on this? And they're they're admitting it outright. Well, I I I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to pass on that one. I can tell you that. These cryptocurrencies, and I'll, I'll start there, they are a threat to fiat currencies. You know, I, I think they're a minor threat, so they're, they're going to get squashed. But whether it's the gold standard, we, we used to have gold backing up our currency, and Nixon got rid of that in 71 or 72, I believe. Um, 
you know, you have to have a country's value backing up the dollars. So I'm not really sure that I support it, and I'm not sure where it's going to go, and I'm not sure what difference it would make, to be honest. I really, I really don't know what difference it would make. Uh, the, the next point I'd like to bring out in conjunction with that, the uh, uh, country has experienced a shortage of coins. Uh, you know, it's uh, interesting that uh, uh, coin shortages, maybe even dollar shortages in the near future, uh, maybe a, uh, heading toward a cashless society, maybe. Just want to plant that seed and just uh, see where that takes us. You know, and also, Chris, go ahead. Go ahead. This, yeah. And also, Chris, would this digital currency be a, an American currency or a worldwide currency? And do we have that almost already in effect now, where they can transfer funds from the Federal Reserve into a person's uh, account, as we saw in this pandemic just recently? Well, Chris, you got a couple of questions to answer here, and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, as, as, as far as a cashless society, you know, it, it really confuses me about the coin shortage because it's like a merry-go-round that it would stop. I knew, but I have to assume it's correct. I'm building up a lot of coins myself. I use my credit card for everything. If I go out to lunch or, you know, this morning I paid cash for, for breakfast, but I always use it. So, um, I think we're heading that way anyway. So I don't see that much of a difference, but maybe I'm being very, very narrow-minded. Chris, an interesting thing that happened to me at a restaurant the other night is that uh, the bill came to blank, blank in 25 cents. So I gave them the money, we were doing cash, and uh, they handed me all back uh, dollar bills, all in, but in my favor. In other words, they didn't want to give me 75 cents in change, so they took the hit on a quarter. Now, I don't know, um, does this uh, impact the economy or... Or, uh, uh, you know, I mean, how many 25 cents can uh, this company afford when, when they're not making change anymore? I don't know if it's a relevant question well, to I, our I, conversation. Well, I think it is a relevant question. And I think the next thing will happen is it costs a lot of money. It costs more money to make a penny than the penny's worth. I think the next thing we'll probably do is round to five cents. I mean, that, I think that would be a start. But clearly more and more people are, are using their debit cards, their credit cards for everything. You have Apple uh, Pay on your phone, and they make it as easy as possible that you can walk around without a wallet, generally speaking, and just use your phone. So I think we're all heading that way. Um, you know, And, of course, the cash uh, minimum of, of uh, being reported is still $10,000, which has been that way for years and years. So if you try to go to the bank with $25,000, they have to report it. And that $10,000 limit has been there, for, I don't know, 20 years maybe? Mm-hmm. So they haven't indexed that. So there's another thing going against uh, cash in, in society as opposed to cashless society. Your final comment, sir? Yeah, and is this heading toward, is this into the global system internationally, this uh, uh, trend? Uh, that you're speaking of, Chris? I don't, I don't know. Thank you for your Yeah, I don't know, but I can say that, you know, uh, we're, we're putting back the sanctions on Iran. And the fact that we have those sanctions matter and we're, we're uh, reintroducing them from the Obama administration and the Trump administration is doing that. So the more you have digital currency, you know, look at the, the European Union. You know, the U.K. Le- has left. So if you want to have, you got to understand in Europe, they've got a bunch of unelected 
uh, bureaucrats in Brussels making decisions for your country. Italy um, tried to put together a budget a couple of years ago, and the European Union rejected it. I don't think we want a situation where we're in something like the European Union, and you have to go to Paris, and Paris has the ability to reject United States' budget. I, I think that's just a bad system, and I'm very pro-American and, and very biased to the way the system is today. Thank you for your call. We're going to move on to our next call on the upfront program, then we'll take a break. Hello there. Thank you for calling. Good morning. I should like to make a couple comments. Go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, first of all, um, one of one of your first callers um, was talking in a very strong way about being able to express political views at work and in the workplace. And even though we have freedom of speech, your employer has the right to have a certain code of conduct from from his or her employees, whether you like it or not. And when you go to work in most companies, you sign an agreement to sign on to that code of conduct. Mm -hmm. And so if your company does not want you wearing MAGA hats or or um, Joe Biden for president t-shirts or whatever, um, that's the company's right because the company has a right to portray the image that they want to portray to the public, whether you like that image or not. And you have the right as a free person to stay with that company or not. I, I don't think necessarily you're getting paid to make a political statement. I think you're getting paid to do a job I, uh, I, and, 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 and render a service of some form. I totally agree with you. I think uh, I may have misrepresented myself. I think the only thing I was com commenting about is being able to, at the water cooler or at the, at the coffee station, to express my political views. Not wear buttons. Uh, not wear right. hats. Uh, right. I just want to be able to say at a at a at a company, I'm for Joe Biden, and um, and I don't want any reprimands. Uh, right, from my and, 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 and that's and that's fine and all well and good, but <clears throat> but the reality is is you should not also be at the water cooler trying to um, cause unrest and dissension. Mm -hmm among employees. Sometimes discussions can cause that. And it's not healthy in the workplace. So if you're in a, say you're in a very pro-Biden situation and you've expressed yourself as a pro-Trump um, person and you get the pushback that your comments are not welcome in a very strong way, then you know, you really probably should think twice before um, viewing them uh, or saying them again because you're you're going to cause yourself dissension, and you probably will be asked to leave. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm going to narrow it a little bit further. If you're at the water cooler or the coffee station uh, and not at your workplace work uh, location, that's kind of like um, a coffee break. So I think that gives you a little bit of, little bit of uh, flexibility in terms of saying something at the water cooler. Now, if you're... You're at a workstation, and uh, Chris is at the next workstation, and I'm having a big argument about uh, Trump and Biden. Uh, I think I've I now have violated company policy as opposed to uh, having the same discussion at the water cooler. Right. I mean, if you're on break, that's one thing. If you're if you're in your workstation, that's quite another. But I do think if if you foment dissension in the workplace in whatever form, then 
you know, you need to kind of be realistic about the situation, realizing that you're on your, your, you are your own worst enemy. Yeah, my recommendation is at the water cooler, you, uh, you announce loudly, if you want to upset a conservative, if you tell a lie, if you want to upset a liberal, you tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a clever way of, of thinking about it. And you're, you're, you're just, you're, trust me, you'll be just fine. <laughs> right. but, but the other comment is, is, is a previous caller had mentioned... Um, you know, uh, the lack of change and what have you. I remember being in Italy before they changed to the euro and they were still using the lira. And in order to figure out the um, spending in a store, first off, you had to drop three of the zeros so you could even think of the math because it was so astronomical crazy. And But if you had something that came up to so, um, so many lira and then change, they actually told you, go find something that will make it uh, make it come out even. Okay, I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So the, this change issue is an issue, but I think once things start opening up, um, things, people will start um, redeeming their coins. That's the problem. People have been throwing them in a jar and not redeeming them yeah. because of fear of contamination from whatever machine or whatever they use. So, but... And, and as far as this worldwide currency thing, there's a lot of people who are trying to put a conspiracy theory behind this and try to put quasi-biblical motives behind it and all that. I think you do yourself a disservice if you do that because you can drive yourself crazy very easily with conspiracy theories. So thank you very much. Have a good day. Always appreciate your call, Chuck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Back in a moment, the little red truck is at your service. We are A&R Trailer Rentals in Woonsocket. We're a company that has those 45-foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and 20-foot ground-level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public. So if you're looking for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating, then look no further. We have your temporary storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities. And if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis, we have the perfect solution. Call Al Gagnon at 766-1919. Need temporary storage? We're the little red truck. Give us a call. And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm Cow Manure, or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, with also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available, delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. Mayor Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant Bellingham. 
Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. You know, uh, Grumpy's uh, is uh, open at 3 o'clock uh, every day, but on weekends um, they open at 11.30. So if uh, you're interested in their luncheon plate, you can get it every Friday and Saturday at uh, Grumpy's in South Bellingham. And uh, again, they open at 3 this afternoon, a little bit different hours. And we do have outside dining available for you at Grumpy's of... Bellingham, serving the greater Woonsocket area. Now we are back. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, we have some callers waiting, but uh, we also have some uh, some topics uh, that we'd like to introduce. Um, an interesting city council meeting on Monday night, in, uh, Woonsocket city council meeting. Some interesting votes huh? and some interesting non-votes. <laughs> Yeah, there was a tax stabilization um, proposal put forward by Resch, and interestingly enough, it was six to one recusal. Now, Resch is a company coming in to the industrial park? Right. Whatever, okay. whatever side of the political spectrum you're on for city council or mayor, it's a good thing that they're coming in. Yeah. They're going to spend some money, and they wanted a tax stabilization agreement, which is relatively normal, and the city council had to vote on it, and they voted six to one recusal. Mm-hmm. And the recusal was Alex Kittis. Mm-hmm. And Alex decided to recuse himself because he received a campaign contribution from the company or one of the um, people, members of the company, uh, owners. And um, the city solicitor said that's not a reason to recuse yourself. You can vote. But he decided to do it. So that raised some issues and some frustration by other members of the city council because the firefighter union also gave Alex money and he had no problem voting for the firefighter contract. Mm -hmm. So the hypocrisy, um, I think, aggravated some city council members to get one of them to write an email to to Alex and to uh, share it with us. Mm -hmm. You want me to read it? Sure. Sure. This is uh, an email from whom? Uh, this is from Jimmy Kenoya to Alexander Kittis, and he cc'd some members of the media, and I guess I'm a member of the media, so I was cc'd here as you were. And as we read this uh, email, we just want to let you know that um, a political campaign is underway. Uh, there was an interesting story in the journal before uh, uh, Chris gets to it. Matty Yellow's challenger... Uh, in the General Assembly, Barbara Ann Fenton Fung accuses the Speaker of payoffs in the campaign and calling him Tricky Nicky. So there's a lot of interchange going on between candidates. And so Mr. Knoyer is uh, trying to, in his email to us, uh, point out that um, uh, there are some inconsistencies maybe in some of the uh, candidates who are running for city council. So what did Mr. Knoyer say? So I quote uh, from beginning to end, Alex, I'm confused, as others are, by your behavior. You previously and infamously ranted, raved, and doled out all manner of public criticism regards to CVS Health Property Tax Stabilization Agreement, even though you had no understanding of it. 
But when you had an opportunity as an elected decision-making official to take action and actually weigh in on the property tax stabilization agreement of another business in the city of Woonsocket on Monday night, as opposed to launching an after-the-fact criticism from the sidelines, you cowered, recusing and refusing to take a position and vote. Just another example of your hallmark, that is all talk and rhetoric, no tangible action. You claimed you had a conflict because the owners of the business had made a contribution to your campaign. But the Woonsocket Firefighters Union also made a contribution to your campaign, but that didn't stop you and the good government warrior that you are from voting on the union's contract back in June. Clearly your concern over a conflict was nothing more than utter BS and an excuse for not putting your money where your mouth is. Methinks, despite the high praise, yeah, Anacoli, Steve A. at Uprise, uh, Rhode Island, heaps upon you, you, f- you really are nothing more than a political and hypocritical phony. No question mark. Jim. So that was an email written by James Kenoyer and directed to uh, members of the news media, some members of the news media. Right. It was sent to Alex and CC, uh, some members of the news media. Alex got a copy of it, too. He did. All right. And if Alex responds um, and we get a copy of it, we'll we'll read it back. Absolutely. All right. Let's take some phone calls on the upfront pro. I guess we've got a political election starting to heat up in Woonsocket. Let's see what happens to it. Let's take phone call number one. Hello there. Are you there? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, I didn't think it was my turn. Your turn. <laughs> Okay, um, good morning to both of you. Thank you. And this question is for Chris. Mm-hmm. I recently was watching the uh, TV that uh, is in favor of Republicans, and they had this gentleman on whose name ex- escapes me. He's a dark-skinned gentleman from the Democratic side. Do you you know of who I speak? Cause I'm going to give you more information. He jumped ship. He's now on the Republican side. So I don't know if you know who I mean. Um, not, not, not specifically. Um, Could it be Colin Powell you're referring to? No, um, no. He's, he's doing the opposite, and that's part of my question. Yeah. Colin Powell, I was so surprised the other day to find out that he was in favor of the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm thinking, what is this, like an eye for an eye? And the Democrats had to go out and get Colin Powell in order to even the score or something. And so my question is, do you, uh, in relation to to uh, Colin Powell, um, were you surprised that he is uh, kind of jumping the ship, it seems? I, 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 I am. And, of course, uh, the president can pretty much neutralize... Uh, Colin Powell by going back to 2003 and saying he made up the met, uh, weapons of mass destruction. I think that's not a clear thing. You know, there, I think there were weapons of mass destruction. They moved them to Syria, but the lie's been told over and over again in my estimation. So he uh, does have some vulnerability there. And, you know, 10, 12 years ago, my personal opinion is that Colin Powell was a potential quality candidate for president of the United States. And Mm -hmm. for him to do this, and again, I I said this, I probably said it last week, nobody is voting for Biden, in my opinion. They're voting against Trump. And if you look look at somebody like Rep Nader out of New York, he's butted heads with uh, President Trump for 40 years. They hate each other. And Mm -hmm. so... 
his desire is political with the Democrats, but he has a great hatred because they bumped heads many times in, in New York City as Trump is building stuff and not getting along with the politicians and what have you. But yes, to answer your question more directly, um, I'm pretty disappointed. And had this happened, I think, you know, had this happened, I don't know, 10 years ago and, and Powell was still a candidate to be uh, president of the United States, in my right. opinion, in my personal opinion, this would disqualify him from my vote. Yes. And, and do you think that he'll jump ship completely and vote for that side now that he's come out the way he has? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, we'll yeah. never know how he's going to vote. But yes, for him to attack the president as a Republican and then go back and to, um, yeah, he, I'm sure I'm sure. I don't know for a fact. I'm sure he's going to vote for, uh, for Biden. Just wanted your opinion. Yeah. Like- yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. And, and again, the, yes. the president's behavior at times is indefensible. And I think the people I talk to, you know, maybe I love to golf with different people up at TPC. And there tends to be a very liberal slant there. And as long as I tell the truth and don't hold myself out, oh, yeah, everything Trump does is great. And I agree with the things that he's done wrong, like calling sure. out Goodyear when Goodyear has federal contracts up the yin yang with the United States and call them out because they have an issue of MAGA hats. That's petty. And that's the stuff that makes it closer than it is. If President Trump had a little Ronald Reagan in him, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, My personal opinion, he takes 70% of the vote. And the other thing is, if we could just zip him up when we wanted to do. <laughs> Wouldn't it be lovely? Yeah. Wouldn't it be lovely? And again, I'll go back. I'll I'll close with this. There was a a Democratic mayor uh, who was a Democrat in name only, and I forgot his name, out of California. And the only reason he's a Democrat is so he can get elected. And he said what's driving Trump and what's driving the Republican Party is for years and years. And this is his opinion. I kind of agree with it, that the conservatives have been gentlemen and gentle ladies trying to be reasonable. And you've got Antifa and saying it's OK that uh, police get shot. and It's OK to loot and his reparations and all that stuff. And so you've got a president pushing back with everything he's got. And sometimes he doesn't know when to quit. But the conservative side has pretty much had enough. And they're pushing mm-hmm. back extremely aggressively. It's a unique observation, and it's one I happen to agree with. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great one. All right. Okay. You bet. We'll be able to fit another call in here on the Upfront program. And uh, good morning to you, and thanks for your call. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Uh, we, we finally have a president that's willing to get down in the gutter and fight. <laughs> right. Then then some. Yeah, it, I look at... Uh, People like Colin Powell and uh, uh, Kasich from uh, Ohio, and uh, we could get on a whole list of globalists who are totally, truly globalists. We have a president who is a nationalist, who knows that what we've done over the last 30 years has been totally detrimental to our country. And we see that with the way China has become a menace to the world, using our money to build their military. So this, this is why President Trump is was elected and needs to be reelected. Right, and you've got companies like Google who are saying to their employees and outwardly that they don't want to do business with the United States military because they don't believe in what we're doing, yet they're signing contracts left and right, right with communist China and helping their military. Yeah, 
Incredible, huh? Yeah. And your point about Kasich, I think, goes into the point I just made, and I think you'd agree with. Chris Christie, 20 years ago, would not have called out Kasich and called him a liar and a backstabber and all the things he did. Called it on public TV and tried to discredit him. The Republicans, right or wrong, are pushing back very, very hard. I think they probably should. Sometimes they go overboard because you don't want to create a, a, a wrong with a wrong. But I think that they've tired of this and they're basically taking the gloves off. I agree 100%. And one question before I let you go, Chris. Uh, Al Gore ran for president. He ran on partly sustainable development. I won't go into what that is because it's too lengthy. I think you might know what it is. But uh, right now, in January, there's going to be a huge meeting of the richest people of the world. They're going to do or try to do what they call a total reset. That's in Davos. Mm -hmm. well, you want to take a look at that uh, whenever you have a chance because it's... It's similar to what you were discussing with Chuck in regards to uh, a world, a global... Uh, uh, An international meeting? Yeah, Davos, they meet, they meet every year, the wealthiest people. And the, you know, the, the movers and shakers of really world economic and mm -hmm. finance uh, meet there uh, in Switzerland. Will you be there? I won't be there. Okay. If I get my invite, oh, I I'll, I'll, I'll uh, let you know. Will Dick be there? Uh, yes, okay. yes, he will. <laughs> if you could check that out, Chris, I'd appreciate it. Absolutely. For you, anything. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Thanks okay. for the call. Uh, Chris, we'll, uh, because of your brevity, we'll be able to uh, fit at least another comment in. Uh, maybe not too many opinions, but if you'd like to say something, here's your chance. Thanks for calling. Well, I okay. Cuomo is the liar. Yeah. He, um, he had the, the, the uh, chutzpah to get on television for the Democrats and lie to everyone's face. And that's my primary objection to the Democrats. They don't have anyone who is willing to be fair. President Trump did everything for Cuomo. Cuomo kissed his butt. And now, see, they lie to you. I disagree, though, with um, one of your callers. It's not that you, that you can be told what to wear. It's to be fair. If you can wear a, a BLM T-shirt, which is a communist-based organization, why can't you wear a Blue Lives Matter shirt? But anyway, that's another thing. As far as the money is concerned, I get uh, in the European Union, they try to uh, make everything even. They, that is not a workable union. I know what they're trying to do, but that just is very difficult. They have open borders, and we know that's been a problem, and they started to close their individual borders. Listen, this does not make sense. Trying to make the world one world is like trying to make you and me and Roger the, all the same person. When they do that, it will be because we are all on drugs. And we are out thank, of time. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. Thank Ooh, you. Thanks for the call. Potting words from you, Christopher. 
Oh, it's just funny. There's a little quick story. Um, when I think about it, Apple got the $2 trillion. Who knows if they're going to hold it? They lost it yesterday. A little sports story. There was an Atlanta Falcons running back in 1972, which was a great year, and he broke 1,000 yards. They stopped the game. They gave him an award. They recognized him. His next play, he lost six yards and never got to 1,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. Thank you very much for joining us, Chris, and we'll see you on Tuesday. All right? My pleasure. All right. This is the Upfront program. We're saying goodbye, and we'll see you tomorrow when we have uh, Bob Martin and our real estate question and John Breen will be joining us and Jeff Gamash. Bye-bye. This has been WNRI's Upfront presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.